So sharing that bucket list with someone that's going to be throughout your life and someone that you love is something very special. So having someone with you while accomplishing the bucket list was everything. Welcome to the Crossing It Off podcast, where we believe living with intention through a bucket list lifestyle is a great way to bring yourself personal joy. As you are crossing items off your list, you're actually filling up your bucket. The more items you cross off, the more joy gets added, until eventually your joy spills over into the lives of those around you. Now, let's start crossing it off together. What is that one item on your bucket list that screams out, I want to do this with my dad, my spouse? My best friend. Do you have something like that on your list? In my book, I talk about the fact that when you're creating your list, this is one of the questions you can ask yourself. And our bucket list storyteller today did just that. He wanted to experience something on his list that meant something to him and his dad. And they had an amazing time crossing that item off. Let's learn how and why he did this. Let's start crossing it off. I'd love to introduce my next guest. His name is Preston Corbell, and he describes himself as a stuntman, an entertainer, and an actor. Preston, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I really I really was looking forward to this one. Awesome. Good. I'm glad. So tell us, what did you cross off your bucket list? Go to the Super Bowl. Okay. As a player or a fan or just a... And <laughs> yeah, I was just a player, but not as a fan. Okay. And not necessarily the teams I wanted, but I just wanted to accomplish that goal. Yeah, I was going to ask that question too. So, where did the where did the goal come from? Tell us your origin story. Like, what led you to put this on your list? So, um, I grew up playing basketball, and uh, my dad was always the great show up at the games and cheer me on. And was we always had that bond of sports. Mm. We watched football all the time. He's a Cowboys fan, and obviously they're not going to the Super Bowl anytime soon. But we wanted <laughs> to go to the Super Bowl, so that was it. And I think um, I think it was like 2014. It was the first uh, cold weather Super Bowl. So that had that had a nice ring to it, but we just decided to go. We went to New York City, and I think it was it was part bonding with just me and my father, and second, just kind of um, coming together with sports and kind of bringing my childhood together. And so this is not like a cheap event, no, right? It's so. How did you prepare for that? How did you decide that this was the year that you were going, and what did that entail as far as getting there and making it happen? So if we were going to do it, we were going to, if it's our bucket list, then we're going to do it right. So we actually went for a whole week and um, we stayed in New York City, freezing cold. And um, they have, it was really cool because New York City just put all um, down Times Square. It was just set up for Super Bowl events and set up for, you know, everyone to come together. So they had a lot of stuff there, but we spent a whole week and we went to concerts all week. We saw Jason Aldean and then we saw Beyonce and um, Jay-Z and uh, we met Mark Cuban and it was just a lot of fun stuff. So. Yeah. And so did you prep a lot ahead of time? And were there any events like that were specific Super Bowl related? I know there's lots of events that people try to take advantage of gathering all those people together. But were there any like Super Bowl stuff before the game that you were interested in? Um, so we went I'll, I'll, I'll save the Beyonce concert for a minute because there's a fantastic story behind that. But um, right before the Super Bowl, um, the morning of we went to a charity event and they had a lot of retired players um, and they had signed, you know, pictures and balls and stuff, and you got to interact with them. But that was really kind of a wholesome event. I enjoyed that. Was that something that was open to the public, or was that something? It wasn't. So okay. it was. It was open to a certain group of people. Yeah, nice. Well, that, 
there's lots of events like that. I've been in a Super Bowl city when it's happened. So I know that there's tons of stuff going on. So you went to Beyonce and Jason Aldean. Those seem to be like two ends of a spectrum. Well, two different times, two different days. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still two different ends of the yeah, musical right. spectrum at some level. So how did the Beyonce concert come about? Um, they were both Super Bowl related. Um, the Beyonce um, one, we just we got tickets and we wanted to go see. I'm not a big Beyonce fan, but obviously it's one of the best and most popular artists in the world. So you got to take advantage of that. Mark Cuban was putting it on. I'm a big Dallas Mavericks fan. So we're sitting out waiting to get in. There's like just a fence gate. It's a black tie event. Everyone's in nice formal wear. And we're sitting, this guy comes and pushes up and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to push up. I should already be in there. And we just talked to him for about five minutes. And then um, he had asked my dad what he does. And then my dad asked him, and he's like, oh, I'm just a CEO for a little company called T-Mobile. <laughs> <laughs> Small and company. Then, uh, about, about 30 seconds later, he yells over at Mark Cuban on the other side. Mark Cuban turns around and says, text me. So I thought that was, that was really awesome. <laughs> That's nice, those brushes with greatness. And when they're, yeah. they're decent people, that makes it so much more fun, yeah. too, for sure. So you get there, it's Sunday what's it like for you all getting to the game and then finding your seats and being in that great, atmosphere? Great, great weekend leading up to that. And um, actually the Super Bowl day was in the fifties. So it was the warmest day, but um, the stadium's in New Jersey. So I didn't know that going ahead. I thought it was just, <laughs> um, so that was a surprise, but we got there and um, everything. I mean, this is pre COVID and all that. So everything's, you know, organized and there's uh, there's no one really around the stadium. There wasn't really like tailgating or anything. It was just people that had tickets. I will say one thing about the, the they gave us like lights when we got in there and they um they worked Bruno Mars was there. Mm-hmm. So they kind of correlated with the concert and you gotta you got this light. But that stadium in particular, the announcing wasn't there, so you almost you couldn't hear what was going on. So you were, you were watching it, but it was almost like I couldn't, there was no commentating, which I guess when we watch TV, we're always uh, listening to commentating. So I thought that was a little weird. but And not seeing the commercials, was that a little bit weird? Well, that, that was pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we live on two end, different ends of spectrum on that one, too. <laughs> I was trying to figure out how to get my smart TV to like mute the game and then come back on when the commercials were, so I knew when to pay attention. So, so you're in the stadium. And it's it's not a team you, teams you're like super excited about. How is that being a part of that atmosphere different if maybe if you were a fan of one of the two teams? So it was uh, Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos. Uh, Peyton Manning, the great offense of Denver Broncos, they were just fantastic that year. And then there was a good, uh, I think Seahawks were pretty good offense and great defense. So um, it, was supposed to, it was built up to be a great game. There are lots of fans, obviously, from both teams, and we're just here to enjoy the game, which was nice and relaxing. We're not stressed out about anything. Yeah. I think the very first play, they snapped it over Peyton Manning's head, and then Seattle went, and Seattle was up the whole game. It was almost over within the first play, because it seemed like. But um, it was really enjoyable not to be a fan of the teams mm. and just relax and watch it. That's awesome. And you said Bruno Mars was the halftime. How did that? Yeah. Was that I exciting? I loved it. Um, it was really cool. It was definitely cool to see. Um, I wasn't a big fan of this year's, but uh, with Rihanna, but uh, Bruno Mars was great. I mean, I, I'm a fan, so I enjoyed it. And the, how was that different from sitting in your couch at home watching a halftime show and being there live? I think we had those uh, we had those lights that I mentioned, so you kind of feel like you're a little involved. Um, and the stadium looks really cool. Um, I thought it was great because the the stage and everything they put together almost takes up the whole field. Mm-hmm. So you do feel like you're a little more involved. 
But you get to see the behind the scenes. You get to see him setting up. You get to see him tear it down. We never get to see that stuff. So I thought that was really cool to get that insider point of view. Here at the Crossing It Off podcast, we are passionate about inspiring you in your bucket list lifestyle and empowering you to live out your list. We offer many resources to assist you in your bucket list journey, such as web resources in the show notes, bucket list mentoring services, my book, Live Out Your Lists, a private Facebook group for you to share your bucket list success stories with others, and more. All of these can be found at crossingitoffpodcast.com. Find the resource that fits your need so that you can live out your list. Now back to the show. And when you were done, when you walked out of the stadium, when the game was over and you walked out of the stadium, what was that feeling like between you and your dad specifically? Um, I think it was it was joy. Like we had a long week, like but that was like what we were there for was the game. Mm-hmm. Everything else was just, you know, cream on top, but it was it was joy and kind of just we had that bonding experience and we just uh, you can't get that anywhere else and it's something that I got in my childhood and I just when you get older you aren't as close to your parents and I think it was just an opportunity that was more than a game more than a Super Bowl it was you know father and son coming together and enjoying sports and when you crossed it off how do you feel when you finally done with it was it was it something you're like okay I'd do that again or I've done it once and I'm good. Well, I I actually uh, made a short film and it's actually called Bucket List Super Bowl. Um, (laughs) But I I filmed our our whole experience about it and and, um, during the week and part of the Super Bowl and I filmed it and kind of have that as memories. It was on Amazon Prime. I don't think it's out there anymore. But um, yeah, it was that was it. That was our bucket list. That was something we experienced together. And did you feel like you were is there anything that changed inside of you after doing this? Is there something that you were like had an aha moment, like whether that's how you live your life or how you do business or whatever? I think with bucket lists, whether you're doing it by yourself or your significant other, when you do it with a parent, they're not going anywhere that that's someone that you're going to have for the rest of your life. You mm-hmm. do it with a significant other or a friend, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen down the road. So sharing that bucket list with someone that's going to be throughout your life and someone that you love is something very special. So having someone with you while accomplishing the bucket list was everything. That's awesome. Have you, we're going to talk about future bucket list items, but have you done more stuff with your dad? Is it become like a thing for you to do this together? Or is it that was one thing and you're going to go find some other people to do some other bucket list items with? Um, definitely not Super Bowl quality. I mean, that's just an expensive lifetime thing. But uh, we live in Austin, Texas, so we go to UT games and uh, basketball games, try to go see the Spurs. So we do still watch sporting events, but we're watching sports almost every weekend together, uh, especially football. So Nice. So if somebody said, hey, Preston, I want to go to the Super Bowl. I want to have that experience. What's like the one thing that you would recommend to them that they make sure that they accomplish or do during that time frame? This is it. I mean, this is this is the opportunity. You, you don't get to go to multiple Super Bowls, and vast majority of people don't get to go to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So you need to enjoy it, soak in every moment, and be happy the whole time, and just soak it in because this is your moment. You're not going to get it again. Did that was that tough for you? Like being in New York, like New York's a hectic city, and getting around, and just like you said, you had to figure out how to get to the stadium because it wasn't downtown, you know, in Times Square. Was that difficult or how did you accomplish that task of, of remaining joyful and happy? Um, I, I've been to New York a lot in my lifetime, so um, that wasn't that crazy. Um, but it's I think I mean, to have a Super Bowl and to have Times Square just dedicated to Super Bowl events and all that stuff. 
I mean, there's no other city that can offer that. So that was just so much more special to have it in New York. Awesome. So Preston, what's next on your bucket list? What's something that you still want to do? Um, I, I'm a retired actor, stuntman. Um, been around athletics my whole life. And um, I'm going into mental health um, and I'm going into treating professional athletes and retired athletes. And um, I want to take the experience I've had in my athletic career and my education to help others. So I guess my my bucket list is kind of a long term one, but it's to help others through what I know and I can bring to the table. So I just I just want to open up my heart and my brain and, and help others. And that's really the bucket list that I have. How would you go about doing that? Like. What are some of the things you do to help those folks? So um, from a counseling aspect, um, I mean, you can sit down with group therapy and you can sit down one-on-one. I think with athletes, though, it's so special. And now that we see it with COVID, it's more acceptable to do it at home. It's more acceptable to do it on Zoom. And it's more acceptable for men to um, reach out and seek uh, therapy socially. But I think um, with athletes, I know what it's like to be hurt I know what it's like to dedicate your whole life to something, and then all of a sudden it's gone. So a football player is a young kid, and now all of a sudden they're 30. They were forced into retirement. What the hell did they do with the rest of their life? So that's a very unique situation that I feel like I can help. That's incredible. I love that. Um, Have you watched Ted Lasso? Uh, I saw the first season, yeah. Okay. I'm a huge Ted Lasso fan. (laughs) It's funny. He... uh, that show does a lot to to cover some of those same topics. If you if you watch both seasons, it's uh it does a great job. I think that Jason Stokers is always funny. Yeah, uh, men's health is is a tough thing, and it's I'm glad that there's folks like you out there that are helping folks through that because um yeah we were taught a lot as young men to be a man, suck it up, do Especially those things. In sports. Right. Oh, exactly. Yeah. I I think almost every male has experienced that at some level to be a man. Um, And so it's, it's good to have places and folks like you that are helping out with that. Okay. So Preston, where can folks find you online and, and get engaged with you and the stuff that you're doing? So um, I'm really just on Instagram um, stunt.beast, but um, it's kind of a community there. We have, we focus on fitness and mental health and overall health. But um, I mean, I'm interacting with comments and DMs and um, it's just more of interacting with people and tossing around thoughts and kind of encouraging each other. Um, I'm also on an app called Cameo.com if you want some kind of personalized shout out. I'm pretty cheap on there, but I'm not here to sell anything. I'm just, you know, interact with me if you want to talk and just throw ideas out. um, DM me on Instagram or give me a comment. That's awesome. Uh, I love the slogan, make social media social again. I think it's important that, that you're just not consuming, but you're engaging with folks. And so I think that's awesome. Preston, thank you so much for being here. I wish you all the best of success in everything that you do, and especially with helping men and their mental health athletes. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Obviously, you're the fantastic host, but I want to more thank your audience for listening to me and uh, go get your bucket dreams. 